0: Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise and mejia in Delaware, USA.
1: And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK.
0: This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers.
1: I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist.
0: I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist.
1: We are Two Hypnotherapists Talking. So let's get on with the episode. Yeah, let's get on indeed. And I'm joined this week by double day on this episode. We've got Denise, Bill, and me of course, my co-host, and we're joined by another Denise, Denise Oakley Hall, our good friend in America. Hi, Denise.
0: Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> in her car, driving somewhere. Anyway,
1: Denise, no, I'm, I'm
2: sitting still. I'm sitting still. No, no, yeah,
0: Sorry. I, I know, I know you're not irresponsible. Thank you, but you are still in your car. <laughs> um, you did. Um, you did a very nice little radio segment for me on smoking and we asked you if you could come and oh, do the yeah. same thing on the podcast because it is such a major issue and it is so obviously not good for people. So there is no upside to smoking and so many people want to quit, but don't believe they can. And you, with the help of the person that developed the program, have licked that problem, it seems. How many How many people have you helped stop smoking now?
2: Oh, my gosh. I don't know because uh, I started using this program about a year and a half, so a year, year and a half ago. I don't know. I'm working on uh, getting up to three people a week, so you do the numbers. Okay. So uh, a lot. It's it's growing. As the word gets around and people who stopped, I recently helped someone that was smoking three packs a day. Mm-hmm. And he can't believe it. And he text me every now and then he and goes I'm still smoke free <laughs> <laughs> a joy. yeah yeah did have yeah. you tried to stop other,
0: using other methods
2: everyone has tried to to stop using other methods all the methods that will rarely work I won't say never
1: mm-hmm. because
2: if you've decided you want to quit you can quit
1: that's yeah, the biggest the, thing right
2: there
0: the cold turkeys who actually do it usually don't go back, but the the patches yep. and chewing gum and other things tend to be a problem. Yeah, so well, because they uh, don't
2: address, it. go ahead. They don't
0: address. They don't address the original issue. What What are the issues you think that keep people smoking? What kinds of emotional baggage are they addressing with cigarettes? <laughs> well,
2: the biggest, in my in my opinion, the biggest. Thing that they, is not addressed that does get addressed when I work with them or h- other hypnotists work with them is that okay. their habit not addiction, their habit has become like most habits an unconscious thing that mm-hmm. runs them and it's attached to activities and so every time you get up in the morning you have a coffee you're triggered and you want a yeah. cigarette all those different things, but that's running like blinking. You don't think about Mm -hmm. that anymore. It's Mm -hmm. unconscious program. And so those are not addressed with patches and the scary medicines you can take and, and they're just not addressed. And so people try to quit. They don't know how to get away from that drive that our subconscious mind is so powerfully doing. Mm -hmm.
1: Does that make sense?
2: It does. No, I'm
1: telling you, just... you don't know. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm an ex-smoker, Denise. Um, I, I was, I was, I was two packs a day until about ten years ago. And what surprised me when I um, stopped smoking was the fact that nicotine actually is not a relaxant; it's a stimulant. I didn't realise that because, of course, people say, "Oh, why do you smoke? Oh, I smoke to relax." Mm-mm. Yeah. No, the breathing exercises that you do when you're smoking—that's what relaxes you. Inhale deeply and that's what relaxes you. The nicotine doesn't, it's a stimulant.
2: <laughs> that is the truth and that is something I cover in the pre-call with them and most people are surprised and I help them differentiate between the breathing like you just said mm. and actually every smoker just about, unless you're in your own home has to take a break if they smoke and right. it's, it's the taking break, a break. You take. Yeah. Also People don't understand about the other thing that really is addictive that's in cigarettes.
1: You guys know it. Is that the ammonia <laughs> that they put in them over there?
0: No, it's the sugar.
1: sugar.
2: sugar. Yeah. And they go, sugar? And they yeah. say, first of all, the leaves are soaked in sugar water to begin with because it's bitter. And then I did some research. There are a couple companies that add up to 20% more sugar to the cigarette. Why?
1: because it's addictive. Um, addictive. Yeah. I, I knew about and ammonia, so, so, because when I used to smoke, if you smoked American cigarettes, you, they, they tasted of ammonia. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of poisons in there. A lot of poisons in there. But once people understand what they've really been doing and what has been driving them and they don't know it, then there's a shift. There's mm-hmm. a shift that happens, and that helps them believe, well, maybe I can stop. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you're working, as you two know very well, with the subconscious mind, it's so much more suggestible, and you help align their programs to what they want now. Mm-hmm. Break up old programs that are running. Right. And everybody what? started smoking to get them something they wanted.
0: Right. One of when I asked the question originally what the things I was thinking of with a uh, um the 14 year old that starts smoking and coughing his guts up probably. It, it because they want to look cool. Because you know, and, and there's this link in this behavior or or um, actually what do I think of cars? Or was I think of models draped on cars? When I'm what mm-hmm. I mean, that the the sort of the sexy aspect of smoking. <laughs> um and it's, and it's not a conscious thought, it is a subconscious that these things drive people.
2: They do, that, that subconscious a need either to get away from something, stress, Martin, mm-hmm. or get to something, looking cool, feeling more grown up. Yeah. Your subconscious mm-hmm. mind is geared to getting you the thing that you want.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, I started smoking running. when I was about 14, and that was peer pressure.
2: Yeah, wanting, we to be in, to wanting to be
1: in with the cool kids, wanting to be along, yeah, that sense of belonging, absolutely it was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And to a degree okay, that got... goes along with needing a smoking break, you have a buddy go out with you to have your smoking break. How about we just have everybody take a break? That would be good. <laughs> yeah. Not that I want to make it easier for people to continue to smoke, but just the idea of taking a break every hour, or two, especially now we're all on screens all the time. Hmm. You need to be off of your screen periodically.
1: Hmm. Do you I kind of ask you a lady do, yesterday, do, do, Go ahead. Sorry, can I ask you, Dee? Did you ever smoke?
2: No. No. But I've lost five family members. I lost my dad when I was only 21 to smoking. Right after that I lost my grandmother, I lost my grandfather, and my mother, and last year my brother. All the smoking. Mm -hmm.
0: And your brother only last year, even though we've known for so long how unhealthy it is.
2: Yeah, but he didn't stop. And he died of stage four lung cancer. Oh dear.
1: Huh.
2: Was it a delayed so, diagnosis? Yeah, he went in because he wasn't feeling good. He thought he might have COVID and it, it was worse. Yeah, it was worse. So I'm on the other side. I know what it feels like to say goodbye to your dad when you're only 21 and just married. Mm-hmm. You know, and people don't think about that. They really don't. They glance over it but they can't afford to think about it if they want to stay smoking. Who their law affects? Your dad must have been very young. He was. He was
0: fifty-five.
1: Yeah, way too um, young. I mean, it's when when I think now about smoking over the years over here in England. Um, you know, originally the, I can remember as a child, the health warnings at the bottom, it was just smoking can damage your health. And then it became, you know, bigger and fiercer and fiercer in in the messages, you know, smoking kills, you know, say it as it is. Um, And of course, all the advertising's been stopped for about 20 years. I mean, I can can well remember when we used to smoke on airplanes, do you want smoking or non-smoking? It didn't matter, it was still
0: circulating around you anyway, even if you didn't smoke. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But,
1: but, But over here, and I mean, I think the most recent figures was nine percent of adults in the UK now smoke. Um, if you go back 30 years, it was probably about thirty five, forty percent. so yeah, yeah, you know, well, that's still an awful lot of smokers in the UK that could benefit mm-hmm. from hypnotherapy to stop smoking.
2: Right.
1: and there's there's
2: lots more that are undercover smokers. I can't tell you how many people I've seen that will were so thrilled to stop, but they will never give me a
1: testimony. Because mm. they didn't want anybody to know. They'd
2: they'd
1: know ever... They used to. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Girl, that's yeah. The, that's the joke we have over here in the UK about America. If you pull a gun out, nobody pays a blind bit of notice. But pull a cigarette out, and they're like, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's kind of true. It really
2: is. Uh, yeah. That is so true. when 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 you screen
0: your clients. People call yeah. you and say they want to quit smoking. What kind of questions do you answer? Ask them in order to be sure they really do want to. I mean, you're, well, I take it written, you only you only want to have people who are serious,
2: right? I I only have people most of the time. Sometimes I make mistakes, but I I try to have only people who are serious. I ask them on a scale of one to ten. Mm -hmm. how serious they are to stop. I had a guy told me the other day, too, said, oh, you're not ready.
1: No. You're not
2: ready. (laughs) And he knew it because he was honest. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, thank goodness. But I I listen to what they're saying and how they're saying it. You know, and Mm -hmm. what it is they're saying. I'll ask them how many packs they've smoked. I'll ask them where they smoke. I'll ask them if they can remember when they first started, why they started. I'll ask them what their motivation is when I hear them say something like, well, my wife wants me to, yeah. no, or, you know, I know I should, that is not someone who's ready to stop. When I hear them say things like, I'm sick of it. I ask him, is smoking your friend and talk to him about that. And they go, smoking is not my friend. I know that. And I mm-hmm. inform them like we were just talking about. And when they're saying, I want this from me, that's my person. Mm. Yeah,
1: That's my person. Because they're done. Mm. I mean, I don't do too many stop smoking clients. It's not something I've ever sort of pushed myself forward for. Weight loss is my thing. Um, But when I have done it, it's it's the same thing. People have got to be really motivated to want to stop. And I get them to tell me all the reasons why they want to stop. Um, Yeah. And and then you know this person is motivated. And in that sense.
0: And also because then they hear it out loud when they're telling you. Yeah. Which is good for them. True. Yeah. Good point, Denise.
1: But also our expertise as hypnotherapists then then reaffirms everything they've said to them and helps Mm -hmm. them. Obviously, you know, otherwise they wouldn't need us, but they do. Um, And that's where, you know, that's where hypnosis really comes in to its own to help people quitting smoking, gives them that final
2: it really does and uh, one of the things I love about this method is that it it's very thorough as far as it not only breaks up all of the associations it it creates a new craving not an addiction a new craving of craving like they used to crave a cigarette long ago when they were a smoker it's always long ago when you were a smoker in the past now mm-hmm. your craving is to breathe fresh air. Mm-hmm. You love mm-hmm. to breathe fresh air. And they begin to crave that. You replace the craving they had with a new one that's healthy for them. Mm-hmm. And, and other things that they've told you they want to be able to do. Like people tell me they want to be able to travel and walk up hills with be able to breathe. So we give them images of that. Now you crave fresh air. You're walking up the hill. You feel, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is is cost a um, big things in terms of cigarettes over there? Are they expensive in America? Cigarettes? I don't
2: know are. Yeah, no, not as elsewhere like in Australia and England. I think the now I think,
0: think can, the average is about seven dollars a pack now, somewhere yeah. in that range.
2: You, Depends you on what state you're one. in. Yeah, if you live near a, a, a Native American reservation, you can get them really cheap, and four dollars a pack and um, and if money is the person's reason, only reason for stopping, they're also not my client.
1: Mm. Not enough. <clears throat> you you've got to want to do it for the health. I mean with me it was that I'd got to the point I couldn't even get up the stairs. I was gasping for breath.
0: Well, and, yeah. and you still have you still have residual issues
1: probably because of your smoking, right? Oh yeah. You can cut, absolutely. That, out. You can cut that out if you want to. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, I I do. I mean, i I was an idiot for starting in the first place with having asthma. And now, right. of course, now I have asthma, COPD, and bronchiectasis. So, um, yeah. as my punishment for it. <laughs> and you've
0: been smoke free
1: how long? 10 years? 10 years. Ten years. Yeah. Ten, 10 years last month. It was April 2013. I, I stopped. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. How did you now you weren't using hypnosis at that point? How did you no. You just said,
1: OK, I've got to stop this or I'm going to be dead. Yeah, I I'd I'd reached a particular. I'll say it doesn't matter; it's in the public domain. It was the weekend I had to go and clear out my um, mother's bedroom. She died a couple of months before, and I remember sitting outside in the car, thinking, lighting up another cigarette, and thinking to myself, "If I can stop this today, this is the lowest I've ever felt in my life. If I can get through the rest of today without a cigarette, I'll never touch another one." Voila.
2: Yeah. Wow. That was a great decision. That was powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that that was it. I, that was the lowest point. i would never felt so bad in my life. You know, it was the, it was the worst thing I have had, ever had to do was go and clear out of things, of personal things. But so ironically in reverse, my mother never touched a cigarette in her life until she was 44. And then she started smoking.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, talked with, I talked with a woman the other day who didn't start till she was 35. Yeah. And she started because at work, all the other people, all the other women were going out to have a smoke break. And she was left inside to do more work. They left her and one day she just decided, I'm going to go have a cigarette and not do that work. And that's how it started. And
0: and isn't it strange that you couldn't just say, I'm going on a break and walk around the block?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's Funny somehow socially acceptable stuff. It, it's less socially acceptable. Now they make people sit in little cabins, you know, the big hospitals that you see people crowded around the entrance, and now they have to go and sit in a contained yeah. space, doubling their nicotine.
2: <laughs> or, yeah, or, or you know, at the theme parks now, you can't walk mm-hmm. around smoking. And I know at Bush Gardens, which is near where it's in my town, they have these smoking areas. They're not remote. They're little yeah. things and they're where everybody walks by. And I can't help but thinking it's like going by animals in a cage. They're the smokers and they're all, it's embarrassing. You know, I i feel bad for them when I walk by because it's like they're on display. Yes, but remember, and, uh, it is their
0: choice to smoke. I mean, that, that's people need to remember choice. that is. it is. Yeah.
2: It is, but you know, Martin, you're ably, ably
0: assisted by the tobacco industry, which uh, which forced yes, many people let's not to. forget
2: yeah. that. Which spends billions of dollars. I picked uh, a a client who stopped recently, gave me their pack of cigarettes, and I'd never seen one like it. And I can't remember the verbiage exactly, but they were all natural, organic. And, you know, the yes. whole
0: pack so, of cigarettes. Oh, just like arsenic
2: can be. I mean, it's not. Yeah. yeah but but look at how subtle this is and there was writing on the package that basically said even though this looks harmless this will still kill you Mm. Um, but it was phrased in such a way that it was so tricky yeah
1: we had a similar thing over here um a few years ago a brand of cigarettes uh, probably 20 years ago now um a brand of cigarettes and it said sun-dried organic tobacco again you know immediately conjuring up you know Tomatoes, thing. yeah, 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 <laughs> Some, something nice and healthy, um, and then of course, I don't know if you had them in the states. Again, about fifteen years ago, they brought out cigarettes where in the filter there was a little flavor pellet that you pop. Oh yeah, and it added flavor. It was like, yeah, let's make smoking fun for kids again. You know, it was
0: <laughs> That's, that was that was uh, made illegal
1: here. Yeah, actually. I'm here too, and quite right too. Well, they're
2: about they're about to make menthol illegal here.
1: And um, oh, they're no. on the verge
2: of doing that because the cigarette companies are targeting teens, women, mm-hmm. and people of color
1: with the menthol. Mm. That's their mm-hmm. target. Well, again, with menthol yeah. cigarettes, you, you, it conjures up in the imagination, oh, it must be healthier. Fresh air. Well, yeah, yeah fresh clear, air. Do you, do you know how they create the menthol taste in the cigarettes? It's a flavor yeah. that they inject into the foil that goes around them inside the pack. Oh my God! There's no menthol leaf inside the cigarette or anything. No, no, it, it's 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 a, a perfume that's injected into the silver foil, which puts the flavor inside the the cigarette. They're just regular cigarettes with a menthol menthol fragrance.
0: Well, that is crazy. We've all agreed this is supposed to be about hypnosis. We've all agreed it's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you? Uh, Denise, um, what is the name of the program that you use with your
2: clients? Michael Wellahans of Australia. It's his system that I use.
0: And it takes how many sessions?
2: Says One. Like she doesn't know. (laughs) One session that's about between two and one and a half hours. Very intense. So, So they
0: walk out of your door. And it's usually in person, but it can be done on Zoom, right? Um, they walk right. away from that session, not non-smokers.
2: Non-smokers, and they know it. They feel it. Right. I ask them a bunch of questions, and you should see the looks on their faces when I ask them the questions, like, because the answers come out automatically because mm. it's their truth now, saw and that. they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah they are." <laughs>
0: they so
2: surprised. I, I said that. Yeah. Do you offer
0: a, another another loaded question? Because I know the answer. Do you offer any kind of guarantee that this will work?
2: I do. I uh, offer a lifetime guarantee that if at any time after you see me, you feel like and you use all the different things I give you, you, feel like you want another cigarette, you pick up the phone and call me. 365 days of the year and I will help you stay a
1: non-smoker for the rest of your
2: for the rest of my life. My yeah, guarantee
1: it's good till I leave the earth. <laughs> oh, that, Don't uh, change your phone Jason, number. J- J- Jason, Lynette, <laughs> lifetime guarantee, yours or mine, whichever comes first. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> that's so Denise, are you,
0: are you welcoming people to uh, contact you to find out how to learn those of us who are watching this who are hypnotists and want to offer this program? Do you teach the program or do you know where people can get trained?
2: I do not teach the program, but Michael does, Wellahan, and I will give you that information also.
0: Good. So
2: uh, if you go to his website, website, Michael Wellahan. And if you
0: are a smoker and you want help, Denise is only in Florida and a phone call away. (laughs) And she's already got the program. That's right. do Um, Do you have anything else you want to say about smoking? And then we're going to ask you a bunch of other stuff about you.
2: Uh no. I guess I could go on and on about smoking but you know no How
0: did you how did you find hypnosis because you've had a pretty varied career the little I've known about oh. you in these meetings that we go to together
2: What were yeah, you what I, were I, you in
0: your first career life <laughs>
2: What was your first career Oh my career? god My very first career was uh, at 10 years old selling christmas cards door to door I think it was on a bubble gum wrapper and I thought, I like that. I want money. I'm going to call. It. Yeah, I ordered yeah. it and took it around. But I have been um, so many different things, done so many different things. I'm a award-winning artist. I've sold my art across the state. I've been a professional clown for 25 years. That was what I was doing before I became a hypnotist. Worked on a quarter horse farm for eight years. Was a, a phlebotomist and a medical lab technician. You should know that this sounds crazy. You know, I could add in astronaut or whatever, but I'm old. So of course, I've had time <laughs> to do a lot of different
1: things. So, also, so. As, a, as a mutual friend of all three of us, often says, um, she says, nobody sort of leaves school and says, I want to be a hypnotherapist, do they? It's a, Very it's, few. to be a Very career few. development or second career for most of us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. I think it does help. It does help to have some life experience because you're going to be talking to people from all walks of life. So I, I don't. But, but at the same time, if if my kids suddenly decided they were well, they've all established careers already. So wouldn't they? They would still come to it from a second area. Had I been a hypnotist earlier, maybe I would have leaned them that way because I think it is so useful if you want to work in a medical area. Yep. So, what kind of hypnosis did you practice first? What was, what was, because most of us have had many different trainings after a few years. We, we collect, oh my God, collect yes. information, little sponges.
2: I'm thinking, you know, I worked with people, especially the method that I've used, that I used then, because um, Jerry's pretty much was all regression, regression mm-hmm. to cause, that kind of thing. So, I help people solve anxiety problems or just very light stuff. And the Mm -hmm. more training I got and the more diversified that I got, then I started to specialize. I like weight loss a lot because I am uh, adamant that we stop dieting forever. I'm as passionate about that as I am about this because it's,
0: it's, it's again, it's corruption of a word. The word diet just means that which you
2: habitually eat yeah so yeah yeah. but dieting is a whole different word yeah 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 and it's it's just harmful to everybody but especially women it really comes down on women but it's harmful to everybody it doesn't work Mm. so i you know started working on that during the pandemic Zoom. do you do predominantly
0: zoom or predominantly
2: in person now i do some of both really It depends on the person. If they want to come, I see people in my home. Mm -hmm. They want to come and they're nearby, then that's fine with me. But sometimes they're more comfortable with Zoom or they're far away. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I find it amazing, actually, how people have got used to Zoom because of the pandemic. I have clients that live literally, well, I have one literally two miles away who preferred Zoom. Mm Mm-hmm. Just Zoom.
2: Just yeah. and
1: they don't have to drive yeah yeah absolutely yeah. it does absolutely it does i mean we've we've said it many times you know there are many advantages to doing it online um mm-hmm. the first and foremost one people are comfortable and more relaxed in their own surroundings always exactly just not exactly. to have to fight that with is-
0: you're all relaxed at the hypnotist. Then you've got to get in your car and get all agitated by traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm a, it's like, all the it's like right. going and getting, it's like going and getting a really nice massage and then have to go deal with yeah. the world.
2: <laughs> right. That's why those in-home massages are so great. Oh, you know, you yeah. just say bye-bye and go to your yeah. bed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what are the kind of things do you see people for in general, Denise? Is, is it, you know, um, as, as well as stop smoking and weight loss, is it a lot of stress and anxiety or is it maybe sort of things people want mental rehearsal for future things that they're going I'm, to do? Mindset. Or? Yeah.
2: I've seen, I've seen people for stage fright. I do phobias, a lot of mm. phobias. <laughs> and, um, uh, recently I've been helping somebody who had a concussion and has balance issues. And that seems to have gotten better for him. So anything that it you know that affects your mindset mm. um people mm-hmm. come in with different things i've been seeing people with sleep issues and that's kind of new for me have you guys worked with sleep issues sleep
0: even people don't realize that they have a sleep issue when they come to me for x y or z the second session the first thing they say usually is i'm sleeping so much better you oh. get used to what I don't sleep. Well, so that must be the way the world is. And then all of a sudden they get good night's sleep and realize how much better they feel. Yeah,
1: I, I come from the angle of everything to do with how we are feeling. Mental health starts with a good night's sleep. Um, yeah. Once we get, once we get in the habit of sleeping seven, eight hours a night, good quality sleep, everything else is so much easier to deal with. Um, all, my, all my clients get a, a recording to listen to every night at bedtime um to help them with their sleep and to help them get the right kind of sleep and then we take the work on from that.
2: Wow, that's a great idea,
1: Martin. Yeah, that, that's how I do it. It's after the initial consultation, before I see them for the first trans session, they've got to listen to the recording every night for a week. Uh, it gets them and used to I'm my sleeping? voice. It gets it gets them used to my voice. Um yeah. and so, you know, the more amenable then um to, to hypnosis but also they they sleep better they're already feeling better um because they're, they're yeah. sleeping better and that's the goal isn't it yeah absolutely For them
2: to feel better and be better
1: yeah that's yeah. it <laughs> what, what, whatever, is, whatever the presenting issue is people want to feel better yeah. themselves right yeah
2: it's so exciting.
0: where do you where do you see well, your practice going now that are, are you going to Obviously, you've got this goal. You want to see, you know, help, help, what's his name?
2: <laughs> Whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, get to his 25,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of my goal, too. But I am expanding my practice, um, offering that. I'm of also going to start training hypnotists. I'm okay. rehauling my website, and I'm moving in, and I'm also going into doing more speaking. Writing mm-hmm. a book isn't everyone? And I'm watched- Martin in particular. <laughs> oh, okay. Martin, what are you writing, That's,
1: Martin? That was that was a dig. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Martin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thanks for that. yeah. I, I I started to write my book, um, and he's
0: almost finished, but
1: it's it, it's two chap- two chapters short, and has been since last December. I was trying she to rush it out. You. It. Yeah, I was trying to rush it out ready for Christmas. And then I got stuck with, you know, a bit of a mental block on the last two chapters. Thought, put it down, go back to it. And then I've just been so busy since then. This year has just been unbelievably busy for me. Um, I've I've got a waiting sounds list. Sounds good. Yeah, it is. I'm not complaining, but I've got a waiting list for clients at the moment. Um, oh my
2: gosh! I need to talk with you. I'd like a waiting list. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, it's just got put back and put back. So I'm I'm aiming for next uh, for this year's Christmas market with that. Yeah, one.
2: there you go. Yeah, you got to have a goal. That's it. <laughs> now you have another person who's going to ask you about that. How's, how's the <laughs> last chapter going? I think I think you've had a lot of a lot of
0: new stuff that you've been sort of onboarding in the last few months. I think things are good. Yeah, you'll you'll be busy, but I think things will become more organized for you, so that you'll you'll see yeah. uh, some some areas where you where you'll be able to dedicate some time to writing. That's that's you know, the key. Right. You have yeah. you have yeah. to really, yeah. When you get up in the morning, that's what you want to be doing. That's that's what yeah. your needs to be. Yeah. Yeah.
2: For yeah sure.
1: Absolutely. I, I I'm the same in terms of clients. You know whenever, when 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 the days I've got clients to see either face to face or on zoom. I look forward to each one. I absolutely do. But then I think, do I wish I'd trained to be a hypnotherapist 20 years ago in one way? Yes. But in another, no, because it's something you hit on Denise before when you said about we need the life experience, I think to be Mm. the best in, in this profession. I think so. I, I think that life experience makes us better hypnotherapists.
2: Absolutely. I agree. You bring everything you've ever done into it. When I used Mm -hmm. to work with horses, you have to learn to listen and watch horses. What great skill that I brought into my hypnosis practice.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah, now we've got another podcast coming up with Sharon Waxkirch and she was talking about hypnotizing dogs. And so I mentioned, well, it you know, that's not as off the wall as it might sound because people have been doing it with horses for years, horse whispering. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a form of hypnosis,
2: surely. It it kind of is.
1: Yeah.
2: And and it's great for, you know, teaching you observation. Because when you have a horse, a stallion, you want to be observant. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) You want to know what that animal is thinking by looking in their eyes and noticing how they're holding their their legs and shaking their head. They're talking to you. Mm -hmm. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely they are. Yeah to say it's the, the conversation on that one um it, it was when Sharon mentioned it and it, it, she said it as if it was off the wall and I thought no it's not we've been horse whispering for ages
0: yep. yeah, yeah she sure. she had she had asked as a dog for surgery I think and that's what she was talking about so I don't really to, don't want, I don't want to steal the thunder from the next when when her episode no. comes out but yeah yeah. Not that That'd we think cute. all of us should go and be hypnotists for dogs, but she she's working with a particular vet. So. All right, my yeah. dear, I think we should let you go because you've still got three hours of driving ahead of you before you can rest. So <laughs> thank, um, you well, I, <laughs> thank you for stopping by the road.
2: Thank you for having me on. This has been a delight to talk to both of you. It's, it's been great, <laughs> Denise.
1: Thank you so much for coming on.
0: We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional. If you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one.
1: If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credits using the link provided in the show notes feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.